The Blue Jackets were not record-breakingly bad this season, but they were still pretty damn bad. Let's talk about that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase let's talk about the blue jackets that's i mean that's that's why we're all here isn't it but um i wanted today to kind of continue on with our season reviews yesterday i talked about the good things uh about this season it was a very short list today i'm going to talk about the bad um and we're not going to talk about kind of specific players because uh tomorrow we're going to be starting our like individual season reviews so we'll start with the forwards probably and go through one by one and do an episode on the good the bad and the ugly from their season what i'm expecting from next season things like that but i thought today i would um just kind of round up a bunch of stats and talk a little bit about this team as a whole this isn't necessarily going to be about how poor the coaching was this season but there's going to be an you know there's going to be an aspect of that obviously that's the theme of this week is coaching I talked earlier about Manny Legacy as a goalie coach um so let's uh let's let's get into it let's just start with kind of the the bare bones of this NHL season for the Blue Jackets they finished 31st in the standings they had 25 wins, 48 losses, and nine overtime losses for 59 points. That is a point percentage of 0.360. Of those 25 wins, 15 of them were in regulation. Another nine were in overtime. They had one shootout win on the season. Pretty bad, objectively speaking. Like, we knew this. We knew that the Blue Jackets were bad this season. Of 82 games, they won... 25 of them that's just under a third of the games for every game they win they're losing two they scored 213 goals uh which was good for 30th in the league in goal scoring and uh they allowed 329 goals against which is the second most um the anaheim ducks had them beaten on both counts obviously because the Ducks were just, just brutal this season. But for a team like the Blue Jackets, and like we knew going into this season that they were not going to be the best defensive team in the entire world. Like we just, they're not built that way. They used to be a couple of seasons ago. They are built to score goals. Um, And unfortunately, they didn't do a ton of that this season. Um, like I said, 213 goals is the third worst. The only teams that scored fewer than them. Uh, Anaheim Ducks scored 206. The Chicago Blackhawks scored the least goals at 202 goals. It's uh, 
when you're not scoring goals, it's a long game. Um, and the Blue Jackets were bad at both ends of the ice. And again, like we knew this, but I just wanted to kind of reel off some stats to put that in perspective. Um, in terms of shooting, um, in all situations, uh, they shot two, uh, they had 2,400 shots uh, over 82 games, and they allowed 2,906 shots. So it's not even that they were like, shooting a bunch and getting unlucky. Uh, they were shooting at 8.8%, uh, which, yeah, okay, that's pretty low. But the problem was that they were not getting the saves that they needed. And we've talked at length about how bad the goaltending was, just kind of a, a, as a whole. Um, the, the, as a group, their team save percentage this season was uh, 0.886. So... um PDO is kind of a weird stat that's fallen out of favor, I feel like. It's called the luck stat, and people don't know what that is. Basically, PDO is you add shooting percentage and save percentage together, and if you get a number over one, that means that you're lucky. If you get a number under one, it means that you've been unlucky. Like, in theory, your shooting percentage and your save percentage should add up to about one. So, uh, 0.886 plus point. 008 is essentially how how this works um gives the blue jackets a 0. 0.7 uh, 0.976 so just under one and you want it to be ideally you want it to be over one but um the idea is that one is average um and so anything below that you are below average anything above that you are above average blue jackets below average i think we knew this um but that's kind of that's where they're sitting is that their shooting percentage wasn't high enough and their save percentage was really letting them down. So it really was kind of problems at both ends of the ice, which again, we knew that, but I wanted to put some stats, some numbers on the kind of the graphs in our heads just to kind of say just how bad this team was. Um, in a minute, I want to go into a little bit more detail of of more than just shots and goals, because obviously, you know, as stats advance, we're getting more into possession. And, you know, um, I've talked a lot about Corsi this season. And so we'll look at, at Corsi and um, we'll look at where they were shooting from and where they were allowing shots from, things like that. Uh, we'll talk about in just a second. But first, I've got to tell you about game time. And I don't know about you, but I'm terrible at planning things. And so it always turns out to be the day before that I'm like, hey, let's go do a thing. And trying to find last minute tickets is a nightmare. Good news. Game time is here for you. They are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and they've got their best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you are going to have. The fastest growing ticketing app in the country and don't have to plan months in advance. They've got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. They've got flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And if you're buying tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Okay, so the, we knew that the Blue Jackets were bad this season. They were outshot, they were outscored, they were out-everything, basically. Um, let's let's dive a little deeper into that. Um, so we talked a bit about uh, shot, shot attempts. Uh, we talked about shots, 2,400 versus 2,906 in terms of for and against. And in terms of Corsi... Um, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that everyone knows what Corsi is at this point, but Corsi is basically a shot attempt. So if you shoot it at the net, it's um, everything that is either a save, a goal, uh, gets blocked by the defense or misses the net. 4,544 Corsi 4, Corsi against 5,422. That gives them a 45.6 Corsi 4 percentage. That means that they took or they attempted... 45.6% of all of the shot attempts this season. Bad. Just bad. It's about the same as the shooting. Um, so, you know, I guess there's that, which is the chances. It's not like they were being goalies a ton. It's not like, you know, they were um, getting a bunch of shots blocked or missing the net a bunch. Like, they... Missed the net that there's about 2,000 shot attempts more than actual shots, so blocks and misses that doesn't feel egregious to me. Um, but even possessionally, so it wasn't like they were good possessionally and again just couldn't figure out how to put the puck in the net, it was just that they weren't getting the shots that they needed or even the shot attempts that they needed. Um, something else I want to look at is their expected goals for and against. Um, so their expected goals for this season was 233. They actually scored 213. So they scored about 20 goals less than was expected. Um, they got expected goals against was 288, and they allowed 329. So that's 41. They allowed 41 goals more than expected. So they both did not score and got scored upon at a greater volume than expected so basically they were allowing goals that they shouldn't have and they weren't scoring goals they should have um it's not it's not great um in terms of where they're kind of shooting from um i wanted to look at like high danger shots and things like that um so they were allowing um in terms of high danger shots 618 to 806 in terms of shots for and, and against. So again, getting outshot in high danger. They actually had a lower high danger shot percentage than regular. So that means that of the high danger shots, they were actually taking fewer and allowing more than average, which makes sense. I feel like your high danger shot percentage is always going to be a little bit lower than your regular shot percentage. But it's still... It still worries me that basically, and like I'm looking, so I'm on natural stat trick, which I've been using all season. I think it's a, a really great um, little thing, little website, um, and it's all completely free. So you can just go on and look, and they have basically all of these numbers that I'm kind of spouting at you. You can you can look on there. They got outplayed in basically every aspect of this game. Um, and this is all just kind of, this is all situations, all five on five. So we talked mostly all situations, but they were outplayed five on five 
just just so bad. Um, and we're going to, in a minute, kind of move on and talk a little bit about special teams because the special teams didn't hurt this season for the most part, but they also didn't help. So that's what we're going to talk about in just a minute on Locked on Blue Jackets. So yesterday we talked a little bit about those special teams and how they kind of started picking up near the end of the season, um, especially the uh, power play really kind of started to to go along. Um, the Blue Jackets finished the season with the 26th best power play at 18.3, but considering they started the season and for the first, like, I think two or three months, they were in single digits. Um, like it's, it's regressed to the mean a little bit. And like I said, towards the end of the season, it really started to kind of come along. Um, the penalty kill about the same as 25th in the league at 75.1. I feel like their penalty kill started strong and got weaker over time. Um, so they kind of flip-flopped in a way that I don't hate. I'd rather have a good power play than a good penalty kill. But when <laughs> I'm going to regret saying that at this point next season when I'm looking at the top three power play and the bottom penalty kill in the league that the Blue Jackets have. But my point here is both bad, but not so bad that it ruins everything. Um, in terms of their their power play uh they were getting about 85 percent of the shots on the power play or 85 percent of the shot attempts excuse me in terms of the actual shots they were getting about 80 percent so on uh in 360 minutes of power play time they had 314 shots uh they also allowed 76 shots against they scored 39 goals on 5v4 and allowed eight shorthanded they didn't also score four shorthanded goals this season. Um, they allowed 52 goals on the penalty kill. This doesn't take into account five on threes or four v four play things like that. This is literally just five v four power play and five v four penalty kill. Um, it also doesn't um, adjust for things like empty net, um, six on five, six on four, whatever, what have you. So. Basically, the the summary of this episode is that many, many things that this team did were bad. Um, Some things were good. For the most part, this team was not great. Um, I also want to look, if I can find it, at um, teams, the, uh, the, the on-ice numbers of the teams. I had a quick look yesterday, and I believe only two Blue Jackets finished the season uh, with an above 50 Corsi, which is, again, not great. Um, And those two players were, let me see if I can um, pull it up, so I'm not going to tell you the wrong thing, but I believe those players were Zach Gorensky and Justin Danforth. Uh Yes, that is correct. Zach Wierenski only played 13 games, finished with a 50.63 Corsi 4. Danforth played six games and finished with an exactly 50%. Um, the next best player, Patrick Laine at 49.8 in 55 games. Um, the player with the highest 
that played the bulk of the games. I think I'm going to use 60 games as my cutoff for playing the bulk. I think missing 22 games is is a, a reasonable kind of um, cutoff. Boone Jenner played 68 games and finished the season with a 47.5 Corsi 4 percentage. Like, even the good players on this team were not good. Um, and then if we go all the way down to the bottom um it's tough to look at because there were a bunch of players that you know played two games and were not great but um eric robinson played 72 games and finished the season with a 41.6 trey uh sean corrali played 71 games finished with 41.7 erica branson played 70 and finished at 42.5 like and these are your guys that are playing big minutes as well like if i flip that to the time on ice Eric Branson played had the second most ice time of anyone on this team. Uh, Boone Jenner, um, no, we're not looking at Boone Jenner. Sean Crowley had the ninth most. Eric Robinson had the tenth most. Um, like, it's frustrating, but this team just kept shooting itself in the foot at basically every opportunity. Um, and I don't really have a conclusion here beyond this team might be worse than the standings suggest. Um, Probably not because taking a quick look at Anaheim, the Anaheim Anaheim had worse stats than the Blue Jackets in basically every category. But I think this this team is definitely a team that is a bottom five. This is this was all this was a lottery team all season long, and there was a lot of and I am guilty of this as well of oh they can pull it together. I believe in them. Like if they can stay healthy for longer than twelve minutes, and when they get so-and-so back, they're going to look much better and Elvis is going to figure it out. And I spent a lot of this season basically not making excuses, but giving this team the benefit of the doubt that in hindsight, probably they did not deserve the benefit of the doubt. Like this team was bad. Was it poorly coached? Yes. Was it injured to hell and back? Yes. Was it a roster that was maybe not constructed as solidly as a lot of people, me included, thought? Also, yes. Um, I got a really good YouTube comment um, earlier today. I'm just going to flip over to that because um, in in the uh, there was an article posted, I believe, by um, Jeff Svoboda either earlier today or um, yesterday. And he basically talked about how Yama said that this team isn't done. Um, you know, this is going to be a different team. Uh, I trust Yama. He says we are getting ready to make some serious changes. I find that exciting. You can tell he's tired of being on the outside looking in. Uh, we're tired of watching the playoffs on our televisions. New coach coming in, new goaltender coach, roster overhaul. I uh, I agree. Um it's going to be interesting to see what this team looks like after everyone is healthy. And also if uh, Yamo Kekalainen adds a couple of things, um, he then went on to add, this is footy fan, by the way, who comments on a ton of videos. One of the everyday is huge, huge respect to footy fan for tuning in. Um, I would like to say our blue line strengthen. Maybe it's just me. I think Renke is our only top level defenseman apart from year check in the next year or two. Um, Zach and year healthy and making the blue line together would be good i have hope that bocus will get there but we need him healthy perhaps a good coach will help refine and bring out his potential uh, i was really excited when we got him in the trade of the blackhawks hopefully we get a coach that can help maximize his potential imagine we win the draft lottery we get Bedard, we get the right head coach goalie coach we draft and we stay healthy it's exciting times 
to be a Blue Jackets fan. And I feel like I've been saying this basically since I started the podcast in, what, 2020, uh, August 2020. So coming up on, on three years almost, which feels insane. But I maintain that this team is going to be exciting sooner rather than later. Um, it just didn't happen this season. And the team over, I feel like I've said this a lot this past week, the team overachieved last season and underachieved this season. Um, I would like to see us find a a healthy medium where the team is probably going to contend for playoff. Like, I think if this team is healthy and if they get like that extra piece and they get the right coach and they figure out their goaltending, this team is a playoff team. I genuinely believe that. But a lot of things have got to fall the right way for that, to, for that to happen. And they've got to figure out how to stop being such a possession black hole. They've got to figure out who deserves ice time when. They've got to figure out their special teams. They've got to figure out goaltending. There's a lot of work that this team needs to do in the summer. And I'm interested to see how Kekalainen goes about fixing all of these problems and who he hires to help him with that. Uh, tomorrow... We are going to, uh, like I said earlier, we're going to start our season reviews. So uh, last year, I believe I went uh, numerically by forward defenseman and goaltender. So um, we should be starting with, I've completely gone blank on every single uh, blue jacket. Um, So in terms of forwards with low numbers, um, let's, uh, let's, let's take a look at... Let's take a look at the the Blue Jackets roster and see if I can figure out how numbers work. Um, it might be Sean Corrali, but I feel like there's a lower number than than Sean Corrali. Oh, no, there's not. So it'll be Sean Corrali. We'll talk about him tomorrow, how his season was, what I want to see from him next season, um, and probably some other things as well. But that's going to be the focus of tomorrow's episode. We'll talk Sean Corrali. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lots on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe. If you hit the little bell button down below, you'll get notified when new episodes go live, which is really great for me and also for you. Everybody wins. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.